everyone, and welcome to the Wednesday edition of the Dark to Light podcast with Frankie Val on the drums and Beans. Um, it's super, it's super disappointing to have to start the show on a sadder note, but I would, we would be remiss if we didn't mention. Um, sadly, very, very sadly, we lost. Josh, uh, his his handle on Twitter was AKA Real Dirty. He was disabled and didn't have the use of his hands, really. And he was creating videos that, you, I mean, clips, just clips of interviews, clips of, of hearings. Um, he was so passionate and kind. And I, I mean, we knew him. You knew him pretty well, too, right? I mean. Yeah. And he was living in a nursing home and... Um, it appears stay salty here on the screen is his co-host and good friend. It appears that he succumbed to an infection that he had gotten. And it looks like from what she's saying, it was due to malpractice of some kind that they didn't get the right medication in for him and then fell behind and didn't follow up and dropped the ball. And they found him unresponsive on Friday. Well, seeing seeing that news was shocking. Just it, it, that was just a real shock, and um, you know, it, it took a little while for me to understand his physical condition, because, like you said, his output, his work, was just like legendary. If there was an interview or a debate or something important happening in the media, I could oh, I knew I can go to Josh's site, and he was going to have. He, could, he had a vision for the best parts. Yeah. He's going to have the entire thing threaded. And, uh, you know, we became friends. Like, he's become friends with a lot of people out there. And if you didn't know him personally, you certainly relied on his uh, on his work over the years to, to be able to digest what otherwise is just hundreds of hours of, of media and getting to the good parts and all that stuff. And just a... Um, I don't know. And of course, humble. How I, Like I said last night, how can you not be humble when you're in a situation like he was? Um, essentially a quadriplegic, from what I know, because I never really pried. We just, hey, what's going on? He was very proud of his of his, his uh, podcast. You were a uh, guest on it recently, right? Yeah, just uh, the week bef- the week of the 23rd of July, I was a guest, and it was so much fun. We, we talked for a while beforehand, um, it was just a great experience. And, you know, he we used his clips on the show so many times because it was so easy to go there. And it's it, another story. Oh, uh, maybe I'll just keep that one for myself. He's just a, he was a really, really good guy. And so if you want to keep up to date with what's going on, you can follow at Salty Ness Knack. It's kind of hard. It's called it just looks for Stay Salty. And um, she's doing updates. And somebody suggested in the uh, in the comments on, on the thread that maybe we, around the holidays, raise some money to give dinner to his nursing home, basically all the residents at his nursing home, and like just pay for a really nice dinner for them for Thanksgiving or Christmas in his honor, which I think would be really cool if we did. Yeah, that'd be nice. So there's also um, a fundraiser for his funeral costs and things like that. I'll link it in the show notes below. But... Say a little prayer. And I said again, make sure you tell people every single day that you love how much you love them because you don't want to be left saying, I could have said this. I should have done this. I, I, you know, I should have told this person this. 
they're in a better place. You have to live with the fact that you held that in and didn't spread that around. And so I, I it's just one of those things. So. That was actually a big part of the the stress from the weekend, and it, it came up. It came up right before last week's work week ended. Um, it was that whole. It was you know, there's so much bearing down on us collectively and also personally at all times, and we always just we 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 learn how to bear the stress, and but especially when it comes to work related stress and things like that during the work weeks it gets to a point sometimes where you almost feel like you are just trying to survive the first five days so you can make whatever you can of the last two. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's the majority of your life gone. Those weeks are your life. And you think about someone like Josh, who, I mean, with just his pinky, yeah, what he was able to squeeze out of life. It's all about perspective and, obviously you know reflection so it's uh yeah it's, it's a it's a good thing to do at this point to call yourself back to reality i'm feeling like the burnout and a lot of other people are too which is why i started doing my two hours a week of just nothing political and laughing our asses off because i just it's needed right now um it's the same old stuff over and over and over just a little break from that to to recapture your humanity is important so there's that. Um, so God God bless you, Josh, and rest in peace. Um, weird transition to move on to something like this from that, but we'll, we'll do our best. Frank, there, uh -huh. there was a question on Twitter. Somebody said, men only, what are the three biggest green flags in women? So green what are, flags. Green flags. Okay. What would you say... Um, well, uh, obviously her relationship with her parents, that's number one. Um, and then, uh, a really good la sense of humor slash laugh go together. So a good sense of humor, um, can ride the edge a little bit, but also has a good laugh doesn't have one of those cackling joy behar things <laughs> and yep. then um and probably probably a big ass okay so you went okay so that's pretty much not really but pretty much what everybody said it it stunned me the amount of people that said that a good relationship with their dad was oh, like yeah, the parents from there from there, the, the the family connection and all that other stuff, it leads to everything else. It's just you, you're talking about functioning in society. You're talking about, I mean, the sense of humor has a direct uh, correlation to uh, intelligence and, and processing and logic and all that other stuff. So it takes care of everything. Yeah. So and, uh, it, yeah. It's great relationship with their father comes from a moral close family doesn't do drugs. Another really popular one was no tattoos. Another really popular one was uh, knowing how to cook. Um, healthy relationship with parents, honest and funny, likes children, laughs, loves God, doesn't dress like a sex worker, loves to cook. Compassion. Yeah, well, again, with the family, that's where Lauren gets her faith from. Uh, she knows how to cook. But, you know, tattoos, I mean, we're both 
she and I are both covered. So I guess people would uh, would judge us both harshly. So I, I the tattoo I, conversations that go on go on on the end. Listen, I, there are things I would never do tattoo wise. The people who go up their neck and into their throat and around their skull. I mean, listen, if that's what's that's what's up, then fine. But, I have eight, I mean, so I'm on the same. <laughs> and all of them are very special to me. All of them. Like, you're just basically, I don't know. I don't get the tattoo thing either, to be honest. Um, yeah, I know. It's, it's, got, it's gotten very judgy the last few years. I'm so. getting another one soon. Shoot. Screw that. I think I'm, I think I'm done. I, th- I, th- I think I'm done. Me and Viv are getting, getting them when she turns 18. We're getting, we're getting a mother daughter set. She's very excited. I had some ideas. I had some ideas in the past, but I think I'm going to preserve the right. I, I would love to touch up this one for my 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 grandfather, but um, you know, after a while, it's all just going to blur anyhow. Yeah, that's what happens. Some, <laughs> but that I mean, it's just I, I'm going to put this down because reading reading the responses to this is is super duper interesting to me. A lot of really cool responses from men. Um, I wonder how many of them are single. That's my question. Because some of them are so restrictive, you'll never find a girl. Like, uh, no tattoos, doesn't swear, has good relationship with both their parents. Virgin till hey. marriage. Oh. Uh, <laughs> You're gonna listen. I I understand what the I understand what we've been pulled what standards we've been pulled away from, but it's gonna take a little bit of it's gonna take a couple of generations of taking this slow and trying to trying to untie the knot before you start finding uh, a bunch of a bunch of virgins till marriage with no <laughs> tattoos walking around okay it's going to take a couple of gener we, we can start we can start walking back maybe we can start walking back but don't be upset if you're you're not finding many untattooed virgins walking around at, <laughs> at age 21 we're gonna watch this video real quick of joe biden look at this nonsense i can't even believe that this happened it paused it froze hold on what happened froze he basically, he walks out of this, he walks out of the Medal of Honor ceremony in the middle of the ceremony, just like right down the middle aisle. Like, like even reporters are, are like, what the hell is he doing? So he put the medal on and he left? He left. Okay. All right. He just leaves. I'm going to find a different one. Hold on a second, because that we one. should send a, uh, you know, you know what? One, uh, one nursing staff that does not deserve a Christmas dinner is Joe Biden's. Seriously. They are not taking good care of this man. Here we go. I think I might have a better one. Got to watch it. It's important. There he goes. They all freeze right there. I don't get that. They just freeze with him standing in the middle. We thank you again. It's very weird. I don't know why they're freezing like that. Yes. But he does. He, le- he walks down there to leave. I mean, to leave in the middle of the Medal of Honor ceremony. Freaking ridiculous. 
Um, there's these climate protests going on in downtown Tulsa. And a guy with a massive trailer on his truck decided that he's not going to abide by their blocking the road. Um, and, and he drives up and pulls up to where the cops are stationed and the cops let him go. And then the protesters lose their minds saying, this is what we're talking about. These people have no respect for human life. Because he drove his van. I'll, I'll show you. This is a minute and 30 seconds from local news. Here. This way, okay, okay. They had to get out of the way. Hold on, hold on. Because, you know. All right, a car... Some cars are coming through the crowd right now. It's all right. It's okay. It's okay. No, it's not okay. They're throwing stuff at it. Trailer has gone through. He just went through. The They're crowd. giving it the finger. Now the troopers. <laughs> You're mad. To get him. They're very mad. He's he pulls over. To the troopers. He's stopping where the highway patrol. People. Don't, what are you doing? Did the, trooper, did the troopers wave him over? I, I think he just pulled over to make sure he was allowed to continue. I would pull up along the side. Uh, I, would, I wouldn't park right there. Oh, here comes Supergirl. Yeah. Don't talk to him. Yep. All right, so that trailer. Is there another vehicle? These people just want to go to work. It's all right. Okay, it's all right. No, it's not all right. You're in the middle of the road, the and our car is coming. You can very well die. And I, it's it's crazy. Um, crazy. This is what we talk about. This is exactly what we're talking about. Maybe don't block a highway so that people cannot get to where they're going. This is what happened on the way into Burning Man, which is a whole topic. We could do a whole show on the nonsense coming out of Burning Man. It drove me nuts all weekend. People actually take. <laughs> By the well, way, at least the at least the the Ebola claims did not flesh out. <laughs> no pun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that didn't go anywhere. No, it didn't, and rightfully so. That was obviously the amount of media that ran with that Ebola story blew my mind. I never thought I could be surprised as much as I was surprised by some people. Who we're supposed to be able to say, okay, they're 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 reputable. We can trust them on the on the conservative side. No, you can't. You can't. Based off of somebody who said they had a text message from somebody at Burning Man who said that there was a rumor that Ebola was everybody left, by the way. There was no quarantining of these people indefinitely. They're all on their way out of there a day late. Yes, somebody passed away, but there was no indication that his death was due to anything disease-related. It was just a nightmare of in misinformation and people going crazy about it. The, 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 it's one thing to, you know, it's always advertised as a dirty, dusty mess. But with the mud and stuff that makes it, that makes it impossible for you to leave at all, that's crazy just to be stuck there. You know who was there? God bless you. You know who was there? Speaking of dusty. <laughs> Zach Voorhees was there. The Google Zach was there. Why? He, he just, I guess he went just to go. 
But he he posted like Sunday. I think it was Sunday. He posted, this has been the most amazing experience ever. It's met so many interesting people. Whatever floats your boat, fine. But I said, do you have Ebola? Because his post was basically saying how they were having fun dancing and everybody was partying and whatever. Whereas everybody on Twitter was saying that there was some horrible, everyone was quarantined in their campers and freaking tents and nobody was doing anything or, you know, getting with each other or talking to each other or anything. Ugh, whatever. It just frustrated me all weekend long. Um, all of that being said, next, Tucker Carlson. We're going to play this clip real quick and then I'll get into this a little bit. Town for the night and it sounds like you're looking to party. Yeah. Pulled up in a bar outside and there's this guy that's introduced to me as Barack Obama. I had given Barack $250 to pay for coke. I start putting a line on a CD tray to snort and next thing I know he's got a little pipe and he's smoking. So I just started rubbing my hand along his thigh to see where it was going and it went the direction I had intended it to go. Even though you had sex with him twice, you did cocaine with him, watched him smoke cracked twice. You had no idea who he was. I had no idea who he was. He was just the obvious question. What was Obama like on crack? Um, is it your sense that that's who Obama is, just transactional or that he's bisexual or like, what is this? It definitely wasn't Barack's first time. And I would almost be willing to bet you it wasn't as long. The guy's running for president and credible information comes out that he's smoking crack and having sex with dudes. That seems like a story. Well, it would be a story if the media really cared about telling people the truth. That's tonight's episode of Tucker. Now, everybody's well, got something to say about it. I mean, he's been, this guy, he's been trying to get somebody to listen to him for years. Um, and... I so he's got another shot with Tucker on the biggest, the the biggest independent media platform there is right now. See what it is. See if Tucker asks him if he's a top or a bottom. Larry um, Sinclair is a is a friend of mine I've known since 2011. This guy? Yes, I know him very very well. He is a hundred percent telling the truth. There is no there is no doubt about it. He came out with this in 2008. It's not new. There were rumors going around that he died a couple years ago. He's obviously very much alive. I'm telling you that. <laughs> That's what I saw these for the, the, this uh, this story for the first time, and I don't know why he's giving Barack Obama two hundred fifty dollars for to provide the cocaine. You know, if he's was, was he working in a in a prostitute capacity? No, this was 1999, and they met at a bar. Oh, okay. Then he was like, oh, let's go out to the limo and, you know, do whatever. And Barack Obama and he did their thing. And Larry wrote a book about this. It's really an interesting read. Everything's documented. Like once you read the book, you're like, holy crap. And the the worst thing, not worst thing, but one of the things is that Bo Biden was unleashed to go after Larry at the time because they were running for, you know, office president or whatever. Um, everybody's got a lot to say about, you know, why is Tucker giving this airtime? This is such trash. Why is he bothering with this? Blah, blah, blah. But I think once you hear Larry's story, you'll have a little bit of a different opinion about it. Um, I'm, you see what I do with Burning Man. I'm not a fan of this nonsense. This is not nonsense. This is true. And I'm glad that he has an opportunity to tell everybody the story on the platform he deserved in 2008 when he did his press conference at the National Press Club. Right now, I, but again, I'm wondering. There is just 
there is just um, journalists. They would normally go and follow a big story. It doesn't matter if the story is relevant to something happening right now, per se. But if it's a big story that has been in some way, shape or form stifled by powers that be or whatever, that's usually something that would get a traditional journalist to pursue it one way or another. And um, so that in itself would make this a story, especially since it's an ex-president. Um, but it, it wouldn't change anything. In fact, the way that we've been groomed as a society in a pop culture way to see, um, you know, sex and gender and all this other stuff, it would actually make him even more of a uh, of an icon if he actually was bi or gay the whole time. It was just kind of sandbagging. That's um, not even the focus of it. It's more the drug use for him. Yeah. Well, yeah. Th that's why I'm wondering: is this is that bringing this back up, getting it back into the the public with a with a renewed sense of legitimate interest? Is it a first step to a bigger story? Because even the drug use, I, even the drug use right now is like borderline normal. Okay, well, it, you know, Bill Clinton <laughs> smoked, but he didn't inhale, you know. But and Barack Obama did a little crack. So what? I'm wondering if there's something else is building toward. That's what a lot of people are saying. Um, I don't know why now. I have no idea other than the 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 stuff that had recently come out in, in his memoirs about him being gay and things like that. Um, I'm not sure. All I'm doing is saying watch the episode of Tucker if you want and see what you think afterwards. Um, at six o'clock today? Six o'clock. Actually, here's his press conference in 2008 at the press club. It was well attended. You know what they did do? They slandered the dude and they wrote fake hit pieces and the media did what they do best all the way back in 2008. So that's that. And and Dinesh had him in a movie actually a couple of years ago. Um, he has he has the receipts. It's not a joke. This is real. Like this actually is real. Um, anyway, <laughs> we'll move on from the from that to this. There's a bill in California, Frank, SB 553. Have you heard of this? No. It's making it illegal to fight back against looters, shoplifters, and burglars. And if you do, wow. you'll get a fine of $18,000. Wow. So wow. I read some of the bill because it is, it is, it is written in such a way as to make it like it's, it's protecting employees in the workplace so like it's it's almost like they're saying oh well you can't do like we have to put this it's requiring each each employer to put a plan in place to protect their employees from workplace violence which is 99 percent of the time caused by looters that are allowed to loot with no police activity no police presence just walk out with things um it says the legislation is designed to protect non-security workers from being confronted by shoplifters and requires retail employees to undergo training on how to respond to such situations. But it makes it illegal for you. And we saw this with Lululemon, I think it was, whose employees went after a shoplifter and they got fired. Do you remember that? Yes. So it's against company policy for them to do anything about the blatant theft 
So small businesses are like, what the hell are we supposed to do? Just let people come in and rob us and not do anything about it and then go out of business? And the police won't arrest anybody. This, yeah. This is the end. This is the end to which organizations like the ADL, the ACLU have been working on for a long time. I did a did a big show on the on uh, the roots of the ADL last night since it's so prominent in the news right now. But this is really what it's all been about. This is about slowly eroding American traditions, especially of free speech, but also uh, through the guise of representing one minority group or another or trying to protect certain certain groups from so-called defamation uh they have essentially set up a society where the criminal the criminal element of any group is actually the one that is made into a poster child of the group in in an extremely counterintuitive fashion and then protected at all costs while normal people who still have a sense of morality are are handcuffed and left most vulnerable to these these uh, animals. Yeah, speaking of the ADL, like you said, I, I, it's just that's a perfect explanation for what's happening. Like Elon Musk is suing the ADL now because of what they've pulled with with Twitter for so many years. Sorry about that pop. Um, he says, in our case, they would potentially be on the hook for destroying half the value of the company. So. $22 billion in value. And he says, based on what we've heard from advertisers, the ADL seems to be responsible for most of our revenue loss. Giving them maximum benefit of the doubt, I don't see any scenario where they're responsible for less than 10% of the value destruction, so $4 billion. Document discovery of all communications between the ADL and advertisers will tell the full story. And then someone said, are advertisers willing to come back when you tell them the truth? And he says, advertisers avoid controversy. So all that's needed for ADL to crush our U.S. and European revenue is to make unfounded accusations. They have much less power in Asia, so our ad revenue there is still strong. This controversy causes um, advertisers to, quote, pause, but that pause is permanent until the ADL gives the green light, which they'll, they won't do without us agreeing to secretly suspend or shadow ban any account they don't like. This is the relationship they've had with Twitter for many years, presumably they have that with all Western search or social media orgs. And then the New York Post called Elon Musk anti-Semitic. Because why not pour freaking gasoline onto, onto a non-existent fire? If you can't, if you, I mean, listen, if you go after the Anti-Defamation League, all the Anti-Defamation League does is exist to help make sure that anti-Semitism and, you know, uh, slander against the Jewish people is is rightfully fought against. So if you ever accuse them of doing something unsavory, you must be anti-Semitic. Just like if you are against the operation of Antifa mm. in the country or any other country you must be pro-fascist because it says it in their name they're <laughs> anti-fascist um libs a tiktok second second grade logic but this is what the world is run by yeah libs a tiktok wrote a column for human events because she was attacked by them and they wanted her deplatformed for literally sharing understand what she does like this is the thing we've always said 
She takes things that they say, presents them completely unedited for more people to see. You'd think these people would want their content seen by more folks. Um, She was added to the ADL's glossary of extremism after she exposed the efforts of children's hospitals in the United States to medically sex change children and minors. I love that glossary of extremists. I wonder if I'm in there. I checked. I went. I when I when I heard that there was a glossary, I went there and I checked to see if, quite frankly, it was there. I searched my name. Nothing. So I'm. That's uh, that's good. I'm 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 off the radar as of now. How do you search? You search for. Click click on that should be linked. Depending on what your article you're looking at, there's a glot. It's right there on the site, and there's a search field. I'm not in there. Uncover DC isn't in there either. Good. We've made it through. Anyway, she, all she did was share the promotional videos put out by the Boston Children's Hospital. And that made her anti-Semitic somehow. I don't effing understand these people. I really don't. She shared videos like this. Hold on. Where is it? Uh, I think it's at the end at the end bear with me this so no i'm non-binary i go by they them and i work in a store that is pretty much all women so whenever they're like addressing us or when they're talking they're always like hey ladies so i've taken it upon myself as someone that is non-binary to use this uh to not listen and whenever anyone addresses a group as ladies i am not included so when they say hey ladies let's like stop talking or hey ladies let's like get to work i will do none of it because you're not talking to me you're not talking to me you're not talking to me so okay i will not listen to anything that is said when it is started with hey ladies i'm a lady not a lady a lady Right. And look at the eye. Who does that to their eyebrows other than gang members in the hood? Seriously? Uh, you know, there is a, um, you probably won't get the reference, but in Star Wars, there is an entire, um, entire an entire, uh, I, I would say, era in Star Wars history called the Clone Wars. And during the Clone Wars, uh, you get to learn about, all different types of clones. They're, they're really great characters, but the thing is that they all come from a single source. And, uh, and you know, so they all look alike. The old real way that they were all able to, um, you know, whether it be Fives or Rex or wh- whatever the clone was, um, the only way that they were able to distinguish themselves from the other person is how they were going to be able to cut their hair or how they tattooed their face, how, how they gave them a, themselves just a little bit of an edge to differentiate from one of their other brothers. And uh, whereas they are, you know, slightly different personalities and approaches, they all came from the same source, all came from the same programming, and therefore all they really have to find some individuality is in the way that they decorate themselves. Mm. And it, it, it's true for clones in a fantasy galaxy as it is for clones over here in our very sad time. And uh, and that's what she is. Oh, we'll cut, I'll put some tiger stripes in my in my uh, eyebrows. And uh, what, what colors am I going to do for my hair today? That'll show people that I am so outside of the norm that as, to, as to be the norm. Yeah, it's so, well, <laughs> it's... <laughs> that's true. 
Oh, goodness. Um, I wanted to go to New Jersey real quick, and then we're going to get into some of the, the January 6th stuff that is just infuriating me at the end of the show here. New Jersey governor no longer wants illegal immigrants after advocating for sanctuary state. Okay. New Jersey Governor Phil Murphy has changed his stance on border policies after refusing to take in illegal immigrants as proposed under a Biden administration scheme, even though the governor had earlier insisted on building a sanctuary state. The Biden admin recently proposed that some of the 60,000 illegal immigrants in New York City could be moved to the Atlantic City International Airport in Egg Harbor Township. The decision triggered a sharp reaction from New Jersey politicians. Here's the quote. I don't see any scenario where we're going to be able to take in a program in Atlantic City or frankly elsewhere in the state. We are already seeing folks in New Jersey that have probably swelled into Jersey from New York City or other locations, but you need scale, enormous amount of federal support, resources that go beyond anything that we can afford, putting everything else aside. Well... Well, uh, it's one thing to say the obvious. We can't handle it after all these years of saying it was it was imperative that we as a country take in literally the entire world. Whoever wants to come, they must be allowed in. It's that clip Uh, that we played, Frank, where they go up to the people and say, hey, would you house a refugee? And they're they're there for the refugee protest. Oh, no, not right now. No, I I can't. I can't right now. I, I rent. I, 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 I just can't. No, yeah, I love it. I, I love the. Uh, I love the. Oh. I don't have I the space. It. I would the if I had face. more room. Yeah, I love the fish faces. All all of a sudden, I, I, you know, I wish I had more room. Oh, you know why you don't? Because the country's being choked off by uh, invading, invading migrants. That's part of the reason why, and uh, you know, uh, plenty of others. But you know, excess people undercutting. Uh, natives who have already had all of their work ethic ripped out of them. That's a big part of the depression, you know. Um, but anyway, my question is, it's one thing to say, one thing to say, yeah, we don't have any room for this because that's obvious. But where do you where do you put them all? Where do you demand they are put? It's one to say, it's, you know, you, you can't paint... You can't put the lamb's blood on on the on the front door of New Jersey and say you have to go somewhere else. Yeah, uh, you need to start advocating for these people to be removed from the country. And put, but none but, of them will do that. No. Because ultimately, ultimately, we know what they're trying to do. They want to uh, offload them and keep pushing them out of blue states now, where they're already filled to the brim, and have them trickle into red states, which. That's that's it. They want them inside the borders. They don't actually want them to leave. They they just they want their um, their public relations in their particular cities and states to be a little bit easier to handle because now it's getting a little gross. Yeah, New York City. I wouldn't go, and I've lived there. <laughs> it's it's really the problem sad. down there. Really, really, really sad. Hey, um. Everybody's keeping an eye on this thing. I know that it's a week something out. This this Lee, did you see this? Hurricane Lee. I'm just going to pull it up real quick before we get into January 6th just to show everyone. Uh, it's looking to be a Category 5. It's tracking. They don't, they, they, all the spaghetti models seem to be showing it 
taking a north northern turn. Here, let's pull this one up here. Oh, it's not bringing it up. Hold on, let me go to Mike's weather page real quick um, to show you. It's it's tracking like it, it, it could head up north your way, Frank. Or hit me, one of the two. But look, this is what where the models have it right now. But it's moving westward with each model run. So if you see a couple of these tracks here on the outskirts on the left, that's going to be... And a right now, how strong is it? Right now, it's just a, a tropical storm, I believe, or almost a Category 1. It'll be a Category 5 by the time it gets over here. It's massive. Over 500 miles out, you could, like, from the, from the center, you can feel the effects of it. It's huge. So I'm watching it. And every, every time I say this, like, I'm very interested in weather and I follow the hurricane season very closely, given I live on the, the coast in South Carolina. It's just something that is, is always keen on my mind. I lived in New York on Long Island. We had hurricanes up there, Sandy, Gloria, you know, whatever. But it's, it's interesting. It doesn't mean I'm doom, you know, doom and gloom mongering or anything. It's just a very serious storm that the models are all predicting one thing and then every model run, it moves more to the west. And the more west, the west is the east. The the west it moves more to the west. It the more westward the tracks move, the closer it takes it to the continental United States. Well, so just keep an eye on it if you're into that kind of thing. Everybody. So I want to hit when you came to New York next week. Yeah. Yeah. I don't got time for this shit. Who does? Would be terrible. So there's that. Anyway, now, yesterday, Enrique Tario was sentenced to 22 freaking years in prison. For now, I don't know too much about this case, but what I did remember is that he wasn't even there, he correct? Was, he was not there. So then what is it? That he was a an organizer? That yep. he was the, the, the Osama bin Laden of the, of the thing? Yeah. Yeah. And... At the same time as that's going on, Julie Kelly has released the Proud Boys pre-sentencing hearing transcript. So you can read basically what this judge says to get a, an insight into how evil these people are. Like straight up evil. This judge wouldn't allow evidence about government embedded people in. He wouldn't allow, wouldn't allow, wouldn't allow. He wouldn't allow them to mount a defense at all. And there's a whole bunch of polling that just came out today about what's going to happen with a Trump jury in D.C. And this polling is, listen, an Emerson College survey of Washington, D.C. residents conducted between the 29th and the 2nd found that 64% of respondents would find the former president guilty of purportedly trying to subvert the election results, while 28% would find him not guilty and 8% remain unsure. That's before they seat the jury, before they see any evidence, before the case goes to trial, you're going to tell me you can get an unbiased jury and an unbiased judge in Washington, D.C.? Hell no. They are hell-bent on destroying the lives of anybody they can that doesn't agree with them politically. And I'm, I'm going to bring up again what Steve Friend said. Anthony Weiner got 21 months. Anthony Weiner got 21 months in jail. Enrique Tario was going away for 22 
years. You, you, you think about this uh, Tario guy going, getting 22 years for not even, for something that he wasn't even around to be present for. Because and everybody involved with something like Fast and Furious. Oh. That, that, think about the gun running. Yes. The gun running that we were doing internationally with, uh, between Eric Holder, Barack Obama, and all their friends, and where those guns ended up, and the people who are still being killed by those guns today. Not one person has gone to jail. They're giving this guy 22 years. I don't, I don't know him. I don't have any affiliation with the Proud Boys. I couldn't even tell you what their. I think I read through their the tenants of their 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 boys club, which it was really just like a. It's like a almost like an ironic social club, mm-hmm. and the twenty two years. It, it's it's pure evil. The judicial system, law or federal law enforcement, especially, it's just a den of vipers. It's pure evil. I was in a space where he was talking right before his verdict came out. I was um, in there and they were asking him all kinds of questions and stuff. And like, I don't know him. He's been at a lot of events that I've been to because he was going to all the events and stuff. But I don't know him personally. Never met the guy. Like personally met him. But this is ridiculous. And to add insult to injury on this. Julie Kelly tweeted this out yesterday. The pledge by the GOP to release all the January 6th videos has been broken. I believed my involvement to make footage available was a temporary fix until staff could protect innocents from DOJ and thugs like sedition hunters. Now I see the GOP has capitulated to the DOJ and Capitol Police. She said, I have lots of video and it would benefit me in many ways to keep it on close hold, but I'll release what I have because this is wrong. They released two pages of terms and conditions about how you can see this footage, Frank. You can go in and see a, a terminal if you're a news outlet not limited to press accredited through congressional galleries or a nonprofit or a defendant. You, you have to leave your cell phone and camera near the door. You're subject to... Soviet. Tom- this is Soviet. The, we are oh, yeah. the new Soviets. Oh, yeah. You're, you're subject to time restrictions... Um, access will be subject to CHA's discretion and is final and not subject to appeal. Neither the limited grant of access to the footage nor the limited provision of video clips by CHA makes or shall be interpreted to make this footage a public record for any purpose. Um, News outlets, you can look for three hours and you're only allowed like one session per week. This, it's just... By the if you followed these rules, you would see all the footage by the time you were like 160. Three hours a week, access to defendants. Terminals will be available to defendants. Like what is for, like what is the the logical the real the logic for limiting anybody who has an interest in these tapes, especially if you are fighting for your life as a result of the subject matter of these tapes, what is the logic of limiting viewing nobody, to three hours a week nobody, other than to hamstring a person and to make sure that with all the other criterion, they are not able to extract anything useful or admissible in a legal setting. I mean, this entire thing, there is no, and, 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 and the, again, it's one thing for criminal elements in society like our, Department of Justice 
want to talk about Antifa being anti-fascist. Um, it's one thing to have criminal elements of our society go out there and do criminally restrictive things to make sure that their targets, their victims are always on the shit end of the stick. But it's another thing to just continue to be reminded that there are people out there like the Krasensteins who think that this is the administering of much-needed, unbiased, impartial justice because no one is above the law. Yeah, I, I... That there are people out there who are not AI who have been conditioned to believe that this is what is at the, the center, the gooey center of this story and many others like it. They, they, you know, Marjorie Taylor Greene tweeted this out yesterday as though it was like some great thing. I have to read the access by defendants portion so that you get a better grasp of what they're actually doing here. Terminals are available for defendants charged with crimes related to January 6th and their counsel and individuals who were physically harmed at the United States Capitol um, weekdays from 9 to noon and 1 to 4. Only U.S. citizens, nationals, and lawful permanent residents can access the terminals and footage. You have to email committee staff to request an appointment time. Each appointment is first come, first serve. Each appointment slot is no longer than three hours per day with one appointment per week. Up to three separate entities can review the footage at terminals at the same time. Individuals in the category will have priority over any other category to review the footage. Appointments, in addition to the one per week allotment, may be considered and awarded at the discretion of the CHA based on space and time constraints. If demand is high, additional review times could be made available based on staff availability. Defendants charged with crimes related to January 6th and their counsel may request footage subject to the same procedures in Section 4 above. After reviewing the footage, they have to certify that the requested footage was not made available to them by prosecutors, the requested footage contains potentially exculpatory information, and that it will be used exclusively for purposes of their defense. What in the ever-living hell is this nonsense? This is BS. Kevin McCarthy, you stupid, weak... Mm. Kevin We're McCarthy. all alone. You know, we're all, you know, I think it was martyr made. I, I put this aside for tonight in case it would make a good second half topic. Um, where is it? Uh, let me see. No. No, never mind. Uh, Hold on. Actually, no, I think I might have tweeted it. Let me go to I your Twitter and let's take a look at or Gander. liked it. Let me see here. No. Oh, the diarrhea plane. Yeah, that was interesting. A yeah, flight. I saw that somebody released the video of the diarrhea plane, too. Somebody had explosive diarrhea all the way up the aisle of a flight on its way to Barcelona, I believe. And they had to turn the flight around. It is bad. Let's put this. Let me just make this. Let's look at this person who just lost their shit, literally all over the place. We'll just watch that for a second while I note the timestamp. <laughs> Let's see. What is this thing called anti-Semitism? I'm looking through your uh, Twitter. I don't see it. Um, no, I'm looking for it right now. Oh, here you go. 
This is yesterday after um, Andy No put out the breaking news that um, that Enrique Tarrio was getting 22 years. Martyr Maid said this, there are only three options as I see it. Number one, elect a president who's prepared to declare corruption a national emergency, execute mass arrests of DC politicians, bureaucrats, and members of the media, suspend Congress until the emergency has been resolved. Uh, a pleasant thought, but a fantasy. And I think that he knows that too. Number two, retreat to states and elect governors and legislatures prepared to declare themselves a sanctuary from federal abuses. And we'll use the state's police and state militia to interdict any federal officers who try to execute unlawful warrants against their constituents. I think that is the most realistic. Or number three, and a lot of people are doing this too because it's just one of those what can I do situations. Just forget about politics, retreat into a relatively safe corner of the country, keep your head down and stay off the regime's radar. I can't do that doing what I do. Obviously you too, Tracy. I wish I were a you know a plumber or a contractor. I would take my family and go to Montana or something right now. Get lost in the woods. We'll but, start uh, at number three. It's not feasible. Number one seems to be too much of a fantasy, though it would be very cathartic and amazing to see it happen. The roundups. I I don't know. Do you see anything outside of those three options? No. Nope. Nope. Diarrhea has captured the chat, by the way. I'm going to have diarrhea in just a few minutes. Really? Should we end early? No. <laughs> no, I haven't. I, I, yesterday, I switched my eating window to 9 to 5. Oh, what was it? It was it was 2 to 10 p.m., which, I you know, 8, eight hours, still the same thing. But now, now that I know that I can get that down and, and that's easy for me, now I want to be able to move it more so that the eating is Earlier. directly on top of in sync of my circadian rhythms. So I, um, so I haven't eaten since five o'clock last night. I feel great, and uh, I think the first thing I'll have is some eggs and whoever the hell I, I don't know what I want to do. It's gonna be good though, because now that this means that I can now have some cream in my morning coffee if I wanted to. Yeah, I my window is twelve to eight. That's my eating window. I tweeted out um, about Will the other day just because I was sitting there in such awe of him that I was like, can I just talk about what you've accomplished so far? Because he's like, absolutely, yes. So I did. Um, and, and the interest in that was so, it was overwhelming um, and amazing. He has lost 105 pounds since January 1st. Um, Great. Depression, gone. MS lesions shrinking um just it, it seriously like you could write a book about the progress that we're seeing it's incredible I can't explain it it's just he's carnivore he's full carnivore just saying it's good it's good stuff yeah yeah pretty amazing so and he's got more to go but it's pretty good yeah I want I want I want I want to, I don't know, I think like I, I want to take, I want to burn off about 12 pounds. You? Why? I, think I want to burn off around 10 to 12 pounds. I'm around, I, I, I'm still, I'm about 200. I'm about 200 pounds. Mm-hmm. I mean, I. Where's your fat, though? You have no fat I, on your body. You? What are you fucking kidding me? 
I'm like, I you're still, like a freaking rock. Whenever I see you and I give you a hug, I'm like, where you've no fat on your body, like none. That's not true. That's not true. You're okay, like so a I brick gotta, wall. I know. Mean, listen, talking anybody, about. anybody, anybody that has, I'm not looking to get below 12 percent body fat or anything like that. You're talking about competition weights there. You're talking about things you have to do to get below 10% body fat and keep it there. It's like almost like dehydration and shit. I mean, people need, you need some body fat. But um, I just have just traditionally always been around that 185, 188. That's his goal. Yeah, 185, 188 is where I like I like being. Now, I think a lot of it is that I've been, I've added quite a bit of mass to my legs in the last 10 years with the Kung Fu. Um, so I have to account for new muscle too, but I don't know. I, I feel like I can, I feel like I can take a uh, about ten pounds off and and feel even better than I do right now. Somebody in the chat said they need to gain weight, and and Gigi chimed in immediately and said, "I can give you some of mine if you want." <laughs> I have to lose about. I want to lose about another twelve to thirteen pounds, so that I'm in my sweet spot. But you know what? It happens as it happens. Yeah, but. That's it. I'm not going to do anything. I don't think I want to do anything else today. I don't... I, no. Let's all go take some X-Lax and shit our brains out. Okay. But I don't have anywhere to be. Like, I don't have to fly. I have to take my dog to the vet because he's... Cause I'll oh, just... oh. You you would only want to do that if you can become a public nuisance to other people. <laughs> I... My dog had surgery last Wednesday. That's why we didn't do the show. Right? He had surgery. Right. He had something on his eye. He had to have removed. They removed it. They told me, keep the cone on his head for a week, okay? Don't take it off because he's got a stitch there and it gets itchy, fine. I have been holding the water bottle in this dog's face, water bowl. I've been feeding him by hand for a week, okay? Trying Because he can't eat with the cone on his head. Yesterday, in the middle of my lunchtime, dog decides he wants water. I'm like, it's Tuesday, tomorrow's Wednesday. I'm going to take the cone off for a minute so he can drink water and I can eat my damn skirt steak, which was delicious. So I do it. I take the cone off. I swear it was less than a minute. Dude ripped the stitch out of his eye. Oh. I had to, t I, I had to send pictures to the vet. The vet's like, can you bring him in? I'm like, I, I can bring him in tomorrow morning. So right after we're done here, I have to take him to the vet. And then if they have to stitch it again, you know what they have to do? They have to put him under anesthesia. You know what happens then? I get a bill. I get a very high bill. Okay. Is it, what is it for dog anesthesia? 1500? No, it was less than that. I think his entire surgery was $775 or close to 800 for the surgery. But there was more on top of that because the dental cleaning was done and all kinds. It ended up being around there, a little bit more. Oh, uh, well, poor little guy. Yeah, whatever. I'm mad at him. He's smarter than this, Cody. Anyway, that's it for today. You have been listening to the Dark to Life podcast with... Frankie Val on the drums and... Beans! You can hear us every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 2.30 Eastern Time on TuneIn, Stitcher, Apple iTunes, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and RadioInfluence.com. Also, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 8.30 a.m. Eastern Time on Rumble, Getter, and Twitter. And Frank's show Monday through Friday at 7 p.m. on QuiteFrankly.tv or Rumble. We'll see you on Friday. Later. Later.